0: Hey friends, welcome to the Fielder Church Podcast. Today we are continuing our series talking about sending. And today we specifically have an episode and conversation about local outreach. And I have brought two people who are heavily involved in local outreach right here in DFW. And so today you will also notice that we have concealed the identity of one of our (laughs) guests today, just for security purposes. But I hope that you would not let it be a distraction but just kind of take heart and be encouraged and challenged by what they have to share with you today. So without further ado, I would love for y'all to go ahead and introduce yourselves and share just a little about who you are.
1: Well, my name is Ju chan Kim, and I go by Juch <laughs> And I have the pleasure of being at Fielder Church as mm-hmm. a SEND resident. Uh, cool. But I'm also a very new member here. I've been here yeah. for three months.
0: Yeah, not long.
1: But <laughs> I've also had the pleasure of rotating different campuses and cool. getting to know people. And I'm also a seminary student, oh, studying nice. missions. So
0: Nice. What are you getting your degree in?
1: Uh, PhD in missions. So nice. Wow. Hopefully one day go overseas and okay. teach.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's great. Okay. What about you?
2: My name is Carol, mm-hmm. and um, I've been at Field of Church about a year now, okay. and 12. Uh, I'm involved in local outreach mm-hmm. cross-culturally Good. here in the community where Fielder Church is mm-hmm. and right next door.
0: Awesome. Um, so I we are talking about local outreach today, and just we want to learn about your experiences and just in ways that you can help challenge our church to be more invested here in our community. And so I want you first to share with us why are you so passionate about our community here and the people groups that you are reaching? Um yeah, why are, why did you get involved? Or why are you so passionate about this? So what would you say?
1: Uh, for me, um, I've always thought I was involved in local outreach. Mm-hmm. But I've always avoided evangelism. <laughs> uh, I was involved with like different community centers or college ministries or reaching mm-hmm. out with international students. And mm-hmm. it's like loving on them and sharing things with them and spending time with them. Yeah. But I was always so scared of gospel conversations because I always thought like, I don't want to make this awkward. And yeah. I'm a naturally awkward person. <laughs> and and so when I came to seminary, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, this thing called everyday evangelism. Hmm. And I thought that was good. That was really cool. Yeah. But I don't think <laughs> it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of pushed it aside, but. For one of my evangelism cl- classes, mm. it was it was required to go. <laughs> so I decided to go and I realized, wow, like all the other people here are not professional, like yeah. gospel sharing people. <laughs> They're just regular people that are being obedient. Mm. And that's when I realized yeah. hey, the God, people that God is using are people that are obedient. And I wanted mm. to be that. So yeah. that's when I started Wanting to be that's more good. In my wow, yeah.
0: that's good. Okay, what about you?
2: Okay, so um, I grew up in mm-hmm. a church where I memorized a lot of scripture, but I yeah. actually didn't know who Jesus was. Mm. I didn't understand yeah. the Trinity. Mm. I prayed to God the Father, God the Son, the God yeah. the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. I did not understand it mm. until I was 11 and someone explained the gospel to me yeah. using a tool called the wordless book. Mm um and so i think you know and then at that time when i was um forgiven of my sins mm-hmm. and i started following jesus as my savior mm-hmm. and lord i wanted to tell other people of course yeah. i didn't really understand yeah. um the great commission yeah. until i was in in high school yeah and um mm-hmm. You know, and I read Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, yeah. to go make disciples of all nations, not just mm-hmm. I mean obviously of our neighbors, but right. also all nations, people from all nations. And yeah. um finally when I was in college, I read yeah. through the Bible. Yeah. I was challenged to read through the Bible mm-hmm. and read Revelation five, nine, mm-hmm. um, that in the end um there will be people um ransomed from every tribe, language, and people. Mm. And um, I heard someone speak when I was in high school also, and Mm. he said um, that his goal was to go to heaven and bring as many people as he could. Mm. Now, I understood there was nothing he was doing to make himself (laughs) go to heaven. That (laughs) that is a gift of God through the blood of Christ. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. But we can be obedient to God and ask to be used as His tool. So, I think from that young time, i asked to be used Mm. as His tool, but um, it took a lot of learning Mm. to learn how to do that in a cross-culturally sensitive way. Um, At the end of my college years, Mm -hmm. I um, Mm -hmm. went to a course called Perspectives on the World Christian Movement, Mm -hmm. and so, that really helped me to understand Mm -hmm. how— you can share your faith with people from um, Mm -hmm. other parts of the world and other cultures and other religions. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I was involved in a church. I was Mm -hmm. from a different place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Texan accent. Here. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> um, but I went to a church that was very purposefully multicultural, hmm. um, and and actually that's something that yeah. um, my husband and I. One reason why we were drawn mm-hmm. to Fielder was because of the gospel outreach and yeah. the um, the focus on the church to try mm-hmm. to be available to people from all nations yeah. and try to be multicultural. Mm-hmm yeah so that, that's great that helped with yeah. that and our church the church that that I mm-hmm. went to at the time even had prayer groups focused mm-hmm. on different peoples. Wow. and so I joined a prayer group, yeah, so, so a lot of it started with prayer praying wow. for those people
0: and your stories are so similar, even though you you know had two different paths. you know, you started praying for people groups. Mm-hmm. You were obedient in knowing that as a follower of Jesus, that he asks you to share your faith, and then you did it, you acted yeah. on it in your obedience. And so, I mean, this isn't a formula for how to do it. But then, um, so then how did you start local outreach? Now, you're both involved in different things. And so I kind of want to, for you to share, you know, what you're able to share on how did you Um, like what did the local outreach look like for you now like what does that look like for you now or how did you get started in this type of local outreach that you're doing as much as you're able to share with us so
1: for me I had an easy pathway to get involved because being in seminary Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in ministry and there was a small group of people that were like just wanting to evangelize Mm. and uh, they were reaching out to the refugees and I've heard of them, mm-hmm. but then at the same time I was also working with my wife and mm-hmm. my two friends mm-hmm. and we were evangelizing at a different date. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. We heard of each other. Yeah, and uh, because we we're chasing after the same thing. Yeah, and so we decided hey Why don't we also go with the other group yeah. as well? That's great. And th- we were also Mostly evangelizing to a refugee community at that moment, okay. Because at first we were mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. working with the refugee children by tutoring them yeah. and helping them with homework and mm-hmm. sharing Bible studies. But mm-hmm. after COVID, that kind of slowed yeah. down. So right. we turned to evangelism and yeah, just meeting and being with like-minded people. Yeah, uh, really opened doors for me.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, okay uh what about you
2: yeah so at the time like Mm -hmm. when i was in college and i first um really um felt the desire to share with people from Mm -hmm. the nations yeah um i didn't really have a lot of relationships with with Mm -hmm. internationals coming in from other nations but Mm -hmm. um there was a group got started on college um, for international students so i Became a part of that, and that's how I started to get to know okay. internationals. Yeah, um, and then after graduation, mm-hmm. um, my husband and I moved to a bigger city. Yeah, um, where there was a refugee relo- relocation organization, okay. so I started volunteering with them. Yeah. and then that was an amazing way to meet people who awesome. had just immigrated and yeah. Were refugees. Yeah, um, then my husband and I moved over. <laughs> yeah, so we've we've had these opportunities in other countries. Yeah. Um, and uh, when we mm-hmm. came to Texas. Mm -hmm. The first thing I did was research what uh, refugee relocation organizations there are and um, became a volunteer. Okay. Awesome. So that's how I
0: meet people. Okay. Um, Juj, I want to go back to uh, what you said that you were doing as well. So what does... You know, you said you go out and evangelize, mm-hmm. you know, that might be a foreign concept for people or mm-hmm. people will be like, hey, I'm listening right now and I have mm-hmm. never shared my faith. Maybe just with like a family member. Mm-hmm. But when you say you gather group people together and you go out, mm-hmm. will you expand on what you do? What does that look like for your group practically? Um, yeah.
1: What yeah. That so we meet up together mm-hmm. at a set time every week mm-hmm. and we pray. Yeah. Uh, we pray for God's help. Yeah, and then we go to the apartments and we split up into groups of two or three. Okay, and we just go door to door. Mm. Um, There was a period when we just went to the Mm -hmm. basketball courts or the playground and we just talked to people there. Uh huh. Uh, Currently, we're going door to door. Okay, and Uh we're kind of mapping out the area, Hmm. trying to go to every single door over there. Wow. But. It just looks like you go to an apartment building yeah, and you knock every single door. And one by oh, one, wow. sometimes there's no one. Oh, sometimes wow. they open and oh, wow. you just, you know, at first you think like, what do I say? Yeah. You know, like, will they get annoyed that we're bothering them in the Friday evening <laughs> where people are trying to rest? But mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly, like... Mm -hmm. When we were honest and respectful Mm -hmm. and just showing them that we're here to share what we're passionate about. We're Mm -hmm. here to get to know you as well. Yeah. And they're also human beings. Right. Right. They're also people who are, they know the value of like other people and they want to hear Mm -hmm. why you're so passionate about this, why you're here in a cold Texas, (laughs) even on a rainy day, knocking on my door, you Mm -hmm. know? So um, that's what we do Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. several times of doing that, you kind of get a strategy to Mm. kind of make it less awkward, although it still is. And (laughs) for me, every time Mm -hmm. I'm at a new door, Mm -hmm. I'm still nervous. Mm -hmm. Every single door, every single door Mm -hmm. I'm at, I'm still nervous. But once I knock and we get talking, Mm -hmm. that all goes away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. What are you thinking about whenever they open the door? You know, Mm -hmm. like, what are you getting ready to say? Like, what does that conversation kind of turn into?
1: Yeah. So for me, I already have a set thing to say. Mm -hmm. I think that helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. For me, I just, I'm just honest. I just tell them why I'm here. Mm -hmm. I tell them I'm from the neighborhood. Yeah. I'm a seminary student. Mm-hmm. I'm studying about religion and mm-hmm. culture. And yeah. I just want to learn about your culture. Yeah. And I just want to be a good neighbor to you by yeah. maybe praying for any prayer requests that you might have. Yeah, So yeah. that usually gets the conversation yeah. started. Sometimes yeah. I'm yeah. so like prepared to say that <laughs> yeah. that I forget to introduce myself. Oh, no. You
0: know? <laughs> your name okay. is important.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I struggle with that, but, yeah. you know, they're always yeah. usually gracious. So.
0: so you mentioned you have refugees in this apartment mm-hmm. complex. Do you notice, like, a, a trend of where these people are from in your neighborhood area? Where are they coming from um, around the world?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, In the past year, there have been a lot of Afghani refugees mm-hmm. that have come to DFW. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, before, yeah. about two years ago, there mm-hmm. weren't any Afghanis that yeah, I met. Right. You know, yeah. a lot of them were from Congo or mm. Tanzania yeah. or Burma, mm-hmm. Burmese people from Myanmar. Yeah. But right now it's mm-hmm. a mainly lot of Afghanis. Yeah, Afghanis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to assume, but what, what religion uh, do you mainly find these people
1: are? They're over 99% mm. Muslim. Yeah. And I had one Afghani tell me, mm-hmm. hey, we're 1% mm-hmm. other religion, mm-hmm. which is Hindi and sheikhs. so mm. probably okay. not a lot of Christians. Yeah,
0: yeah. probably not. Yeah. yeah. Or do you find that um, the people are um, like open to talking with you or? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: So they're really open to have religious conversations. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. being a Muslim is something so important to them as well. Yeah. That they're also so open to share about yeah. what they believe. And I feel like that's such a great way, Mm -hmm. because it's not just you talking about religion. Right. But you're sharing what's important to both of you. Mm. And you get to hear what's important to them. Mm -hmm. And you also get to share what's important to you.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay, I want to come back to that conversation. But um, Carol, uh, what, kind of circling back, what does, as much as you're able to share, what does local outreach look like for you?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I have done door to door, but it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've gone through some training okay. and been to New York City, yeah. New Jersey areas where they're concentrate, concentrated certain ethnicities and mm-hmm. did. With groups of three, spiritual surveys. Mm-hmm. So that's how, like, we kind of had a topical survey, but it okay. led into conversations yeah. about beliefs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people invited us into their homes, wow, or at least stood there at the door and had a conversation with yeah. us. Yeah, and and from that perspective, I was taking a course, mm-hmm. and I said, "I'm a student, yeah. I'd like to learn." So similar, uh huh, yeah, I know, here. yeah, <laughs> it, it does. And and now I'm I'm not a student, yeah, so <laughs> I don't necessarily have that. Well, we're always learning, but I'm not right, a right, right. Student. <laughs> um, and so my Mine has been more mm-hmm. through friendships, okay. like yeah. well, I've been teaching mm-hmm. English to them yeah, or um, helping bring mm-hmm. them to food pantries yeah. or bringing them donations of mm-hmm. clothing. People from this church bring yeah. me clothing to give mm-hmm. out things like that. And then yeah. they'll say, hey, can I introduce you to my friend? So and so. So that's more okay. how the number of people yeah. I'm meeting has grown. Yeah. And my, my prayer is, is mm-hmm. to meet as many of them as possible Mm and share the gospel as often as possible to find those Mm -hmm. people of peace that God has waiting. Yeah.
1: That's really yeah. Great. So,
2: I mean, it starts with prayer, of course, right. as we've said. Right. Um, I, I pray before I go. Um, yeah. Often, if, like, I'm hoping I'm going to really get time with this person yeah. to share the gospel, I will send out a text to mm-hmm. some friends and say, yeah. please pray as mm-hmm. I go to so-and-so's house. i well, praying to share the gospel. Or if I have a partner with me, yeah. one of us is praying while the other one is sharing. Right. Um, and uh, so a few things that mm-hmm. I've used recently is something called Kingdom Circles, mm-hmm. and that can be, you can just Google that, find that on the internet, okay. Internet, but that is really just introducing the conversation, I mm-hmm. call it like pre-evangelism, mm-hmm. um, sharing with them that mm-hmm. I am passionate about my relationship with God, God is, um, mm-hmm. He is important to me and precious to me. Right. Um, and so that's why I like to talk mm-hmm. about him and his kingdom Yeah. Um, but it's it's a little sketch I can draw on anything and draw it on a napkin or anything yeah. and show them how there are different religions and even ask them what are some of the religions in the world what is your religion mm-hmm. and then show them you know yeah. that God's kingdom is a circle mm-hmm. their religion that's is good. a circle that intertwines mm-hmm. with um, God's kingdom and then I'm from a Christian background mm-hmm. here's my circle here's another one yeah. but I show like the intersection mm-hmm. of each of these religious beliefs mm-hmm. with the kingdom of God. And it's 100%. Mm-hmm. And I say, I believe there are people who come from different religious backgrounds mm-hmm. who enter the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And, and then I say to them, I'm never going to mm-hmm. ask you to take on the cultural things from my mm-hmm. Christian background. Mm-hmm. Um, if um, If mm-hmm. you don't eat yeah. meat or chicken, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you to start eating meat or chicken. If you don't eat no. pork, I'm not going to ask mm-hmm. you to start eating pork. Mm-hmm. Um, if you mm-hmm. if you dress conservatively, I'm mm-hmm. not going to ask you to start wearing mm-hmm. less conservative dress yeah. in order to come into my cultural circle. What I mm-hmm. want to talk about is yeah. entering the kingdom of God. Hmm. And that helps break down the barriers, mm-hmm. because and, mm-hmm. and also helps with some of the yeah. misconceptions mm-hmm. that a Christian is someone who does these things that may be immoral in their yeah. lives from the
0: things that they mm-hmm. do. Yeah, yeah. That is great. Um let's go there. Let's talk more about what the these evangelism conversations look like for y'all. Um I guess do you have basic question. Do you have like evangelism tips or strategies or um just a mindset you're thinking about as you're entering these conversations? I mean, I know that There's so many different people groups, so I don't just wanna settle on one religion. Uh, You can speak broadly if you want to. And so, um, yeah, what are are some like evangelism tips that you would share with someone? Someone listening is like, hey, never shared the gospel before, encourage me, I guess. Yeah, what would you say?
1: For one, you don't want it to be a one-sided thing. Mm -hmm yeah and I always encourage them mm-hmm. to share first if mm-hmm. they want to. Yeah. And so most recently this Friday, I asked the question because he was a proud Muslim. Mm-hmm. If an American wanted to be mm-hmm. a Muslim, yeah, like how could they do that? Yeah. and he mm-hmm. explained to me mm-hmm. and I sometimes they would ask me mm-hmm. the other way around, yeah, but also, or I would ask them, can I tell you mm-hmm. how one can become a Christian? Yeah. And so hmm. do you want it mm-hmm. to be a give and go? Yeah. Rather than just, hmm. you know, because they're from mm-hmm. some cultures are mm-hmm. honor shame culture. Mm-hmm. And they won't say no when you ask yeah, them, hey, can right. I tell you this? Or, yeah, good. Can I talk to you mm-hmm. this evening? Although <laughs> they open their door and <laughs> they might be busy. <laughs> yeah. They might not want to talk to right. you. They're not going to shame you by mm. closing the door on you. Yeah. So good. you have to be cognizant about that. But yeah. you also want it to be a time where they are also mm-hmm. blessed or they also yeah. feel like they're mm-hmm. being heard.
0: That's good. It's yeah. really good.
2: Okay. I totally agree. <laughs> you <say>. <laughs> you want to build off of that? that yeah. Give them a chance to awesome. talk as well. Um, and la- I mean, I try in the beginning. Yeah. Build a little relationship. But right. if I'm trying to actually get to a point, I will say... Yeah. Um, and if they start to argue with with mm. it, especially, I'll say, hey, can can I address yeah. that at the end? Because otherwise I'm never going mm-hmm. to be. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, in addition to the Kingdom Circles, another mm-hmm. thing yeah. um, that I learned is uh, a technique called, it's based from a book called Any Three, Any Anyone, Anywhere, yeah. Any Time by Mike Shipman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping to find a link to an article. So, you know, it's, okay. it's a very short book, yeah. quick read, yeah. but. There's an article which summarizes it all that's even quicker. So if I can find the link, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll share that. Um, But the idea is this is, if you're both fluent in the same language, it could be Mm -hmm. a 15-minute conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're having to do some translation or working in a second language, like I often do, it Mm -hmm. could take 45 minutes. But the idea is um, that it's something you can share with anyone from any culture. And you start with the problem of sin before you get to the good news. Mm -hmm. And so it actually starts with Adam. And Eve mm. and the first sin, yeah. um, and it starts with mm-hmm. God promising mm-hmm. to send a uh, descendant mm-hmm. of Eve mm-hmm. to solve the problem of yeah. the temptation of Satan and solve the problem of right. sin. Um, so that because mm-hmm. a lot of these yeah. a lot of these people do believe that mm-hmm. that God is real, mm-hmm. and some of them even have heard of some of the the stories from the Bible, but not completely, mm-hmm. and they they don't know mm-hmm. that that the Messiah, that Mm. the savior was a part of God's plan from the very beginning. So I like to start with that, with the beginning, with the problem Mm -hmm. and then God's promise from the very beginning and build upon that. Mm -hmm. And when I've shared that with people, I've had people say nobody ever shared with me before why Jesus died.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Nobody ever told me that, that there's a reason. Yeah. Hmm.
0: that's really good. Um, and I think you would both just say like, just start somewhere, like, Mm practice. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know nobody's going to be perfect the first time, mm-hmm. you know, but it it is like a muscle that, uh, I mean, if you believe it wholeheartedly as a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. then, I mean, it's what God calls us to do is to share it with those around us, the greatest news that we have for those around us. And so um, I'm sure you would say that might have become easier as you like go along just to have conversations. You're, um, someone told me like this, this is not just uh, someone you're talking to, like this is a person with a soul. And one day they're going to have to stand before the father Mm -hmm. um, and give account for their life. And so um, you have an opportunity in front of them to share with them uh, the greatest news ever, that they can be saved in one of the father. So um, that's so great. Well, I, um, I know that local outreach doesn't just stop with one meeting or one conversation. What does follow-up look like for y'all? Um, yeah, in your different different contexts. Do you build ongoing relationships or do you just have one conversation and leave? Uh, what would you say? Well,
2: I, so I've yeah. done a little research on okay. this specifically because I tend to work with a certain people and language group. Yeah more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've actually read a couple of doctoral de- dissertations oh, on a specific language group and yeah. people group, mm-hmm. and um, both of them mm-hmm. had the same results. Mm-hmm. What were the most important components mm-hmm. um, that they saw repeated in the stories of mm-hmm. people from this other religion mm-hmm. that came to following Christ? Mm-hmm. And the most important thing was hearing the gospel mm-hmm. and hearing scriptures many times, not mm-hmm. just once. Yeah. So I go back and share a little more and yeah. share a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is a friendship with yeah. a Christian. Okay. So building that friendship, mm-hmm. um, that I'm someone that they that they can rely on, someone who really loves them, cares about them, yeah. um, and a part of that relationship is mm-hmm. praying for them and praying for them in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third, sometimes it takes a crisis in their life mm-hmm. for them to get to a point where their belief system system breaks under them, and mm-hmm. they're willing to consider who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And so I just pray, yeah. Lord, God, if you're going to bring a crisis, not okay. that I want something bad to happen to right, my right. friend, but maybe it's a spiritual pr- crisis mm-hmm. that they are just dumb with their religious system, yeah. um, that that the Holy Spirit would work in that and remind them of the scripture that we've shared together. Yeah. And the fourth thing is miracles, that right. often it's a miracle that's yeah. awesome. Not always. Yeah. I mean, often the biggest miracle is just them accepting exactly right. Christ, yeah. but sometimes right. there's another miracle which may be an a miraculous answer to yeah. prayer, a healing, right. or maybe Jesus coming to mm-hmm. them in their dreams. Um, when I was overseas, mm-hmm. prayed this prayer mm-hmm. for Jesus to come in the dreams um, to my friends that I'd wow. share the gospel with and given Bibles mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And um, one day, one of these friends that we'd given a Bible to the whole mm-hmm. family, share the gospel with the whole family, yeah. came to me and she said, my dad is sick. Mm. Um, it was a long-term illness that would yeah. keep him from being able to walk. And wow. he didn't have transportation to work. He had to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was afraid he was going to lose his job. Wow! And so my husband asked, "Can we go and pray for him in Jesus' name?" She said, "Yes." So yeah. we went to their home, prayed mm-hmm. for him in Jesus' name. The yeah. next week, she came back mm-hmm. and she said, "That week after you prayed, mm-hmm. I had a dream that I was crying about my dad." and how sick he was, mm-hmm. and I was afraid he's going to lose his mm-hmm. job, and then Jesus came to me in my dream, wow. and, um, and he gave me calm, mm-hmm. and let me know it was going to be all right, and then my mm-hmm. dad got better and went back to work. Now, I still don't know oh, if that gone. family came to Christ, right. but I trust right. that God was working yes. in their lives, and that was an answer from the Lord Jesus, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and often that's mm-hmm. what it takes, but it may take a yeah. lot of time. Yeah, of it, right. Well.
0: Yeah, yeah it's like it's not up to you to save them right you are just being faithful Mm -hmm. being friends um, and continuing to follow up with them so that's great all right juj what would you say what does follow-up look like for you Um,
1: yeah for me it's yeah uh some overlap friendship Mm -hmm. yeah uh, because once it becomes Mm -hmm. a friendship it's not like a once a week kind of thing Yeah, you want it's organic friendships are organic and you invite them over to your place mm-hmm. and you talk. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a language barrier, you talk <laughs> for hours with Google Translate, <laughs> back and forth. and You invite them if there's something special and you mm-hmm. go with them and you mm-hmm. try to help them if they need some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. if afterwards, yeah. if you meet a f- family or someone that mm-hmm. just clicks with you, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like with any other relationship, you right. just become friends. Right. and yeah. Then on, it's not mm-hmm. so much a follow up, but mm-hmm. it's more organic. Yeah. That
0: way. Yeah, that's great. Um, I would love for you guys, if you're able to, just share one or two of your favorite stories, or just something you, you are. You already shared one, Carol, but I, um, if you could share just a story to help paint the picture of what local outreach looks like in your context, um, or yeah, what that looks like.
1: Yeah, for me, one short Mm -hmm. one is um, one of my first month or couple weeks (laughs) of doing this. Yeah. um, I knocked on a door Mm -hmm. and it was this young man Mm -hmm. and he wasn't a refugee. He was American Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. was waiting to go to basic training Mm -hmm. in a few months. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't go to church, but when we shared the gospel with him, He was really open and he wanted to accept it. Wow. And so we prayed for him. <laughs> yeah. And he accepted it. And a couple months later, he moved on to basic training. So uh. if a random person like me didn't come up to his house <laughs> mm-hmm. on a Friday evening and decided to knock on his door, right. He would have never had that chance. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so, so great. Um, what about you? Okay, I have a couple
2: stories, so try to keep them. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, the the first story is is not really my own, mm-hmm. but a friend of mine who's yeah. also Im- involved in okay. local cross cultural ministry here. Great. Um, through the same English lessons that mm-hmm. I'm involved in, uh, met a woman from mm-hmm. another religious background and shared the gospel with her, and she accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. And I was invited when I just moved mm-hmm. here to help to disciple her, but then she moved away. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, was able to connect her to someone from her same country wow. with the same religious background who come to Christ in the city she moved to. Wow. So, and she moved to a little city. So that yeah. was a miraculous <laughs> city that I happen to know someone there. <laughs> um, and uh, so, uh, you know, there's not, there, I've only, I haven't been here that long. So there yeah. haven't been a lot of decisions that's okay. Christ, yeah. Um, from that religious background here, mm-hmm. but also when I was living overseas, mm-hmm. um, one of the ladies who we we helped mm-hmm. a church that was doing like a, an indigenous church that was doing an outreach, mm-hmm. um, and even though that church was probably represented like less than one percent, mm-hmm. like Christians were less than one yeah. percent in that country, um, they were doing outreach with refugees, so they could mm-hmm. get away with it because it wasn't their people; it was the people coming in from yeah. the country next door. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, one, uh, and they were they did Bible study. Mm -hmm. with the ladies and the children mostly who came in. And one of these ladies came Mm -hmm. to Christ and I was invited to help disciple her and I'm able to continue to do that. I've been doing that for a year and a half now, all over video call. It's the highlight of my week, every week sharing more Bible stories with Mm -hmm. her. So that's been beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. And then one story that I have um, Mm -hmm. with outreach with a Mm -hmm. kind of a Christian background, American, Mm -hmm. um, I was doing... um, uh visits in um a nursing home okay and um this man had had a stroke mm-hmm. and he was young he wasn't mm-hmm. even retired yet he was still working and left with half of his body not working mm-hmm. but his mind was all there mm-hmm. and i asked how i could pray for him and prayed for him in jesus name mm-hmm. and i found out during one of the visits another friend came in who was also a believer in sharing christ mm-hmm. with him and he asked me to keep coming back. The mm-hmm. patient did. And I'm like, oh, can I keep doing this. And so I and I but I was also very busy. I was a young mom. I was working full time. Yeah. I thought, like, God, how am I gonna fit in repeated visits? Mm-hmm. And God just spoke to me and said, You're I was so crunched for time. Mm -hmm. I was reading my devotional while Mm -hmm. I ate lunch. I would wait until the break room was mm -hmm. free of people and eat while I read my devotional. And God said, just go over to him. Ask permission. Mm -hmm. I asked permission from uh, the head nurse. Can I eat lunch in his room (laughs) and read my devotion? And she said, yes. And he said, yes. And I did that for just a couple of weeks. And the devotion had um, steps to you know, explain the gospel yeah. and um, asked if one wanted to receive Christ as their Savior. So I just read it to him. Yeah. I didn't have to come up with it right. myself. I read it to him. And he said, yes, I want to receive Christ as my Savior. I said, okay, do you want to pray after me? I yeah. prayed a little. He prayed. I prayed a little. He prayed. He accepted Christ as his Savior. I can't, that was a Friday. I came back on Monday to see him. Yeah. His room was empty. Mm. I asked the nurse, where is Mr. So-and-so? And Mm -hmm. she said, he passed away over the weekend. Wow. I had no idea. Mm. It was all God. Yeah, definitely. It was all God. And I said, I'm God, God, Mm -hmm. I'm too busy. How can I do it? And God made a way. Yeah, he did. Yeah.
0: That's, um, that's incredible. I mean, that kind of transitions into our next question of like, is local outreach worth it and why, um. You know, you both seem very passionate about this and disobedient and saying yes to what God has asked you to do. But um, in your own words, um, is local outreach worth it? And (laughs) why (laughs) should someone else get involved in this?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) If you see Jesus. Missions for him was worth it, worth his life. Mm-hmm. and he came down to earth from heaven mm-hmm. in the form of a servant and gave his life for the mission. Mm-hmm. And we as disciples, if we are Christians, Christ-like, Christ-followers, then our value should be the same as Christ's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: Yeah. It's that's probably. really great. Yeah. yeah. And what about you?
2: Yes, of course, it's, <laughs> it's worth it. And you may think you're not well-equipped. Mm-hmm. But if you know Jesus, he's your mm-hmm. personal Savior, yeah. you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you ask for the Holy Spirit's help, oh, Right, um, God can use it. He mm-hmm. yeah. can use whatever you give mm-hmm. in the strength of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, what would you say that uh, you have learned either about yourself or about God in the ever since you have started local outreach or your ministries you know um i mean obviously he's always refining us showing us more about himself and especially you know as you see people come to know jesus Mm -hmm. it changes you and so what 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 have you learned about yourself Mm -hmm. or about god in the time that you have started doing local outreach Mm -hmm.
1: for me there's no end of excuses, not <laughs> like to go, not wanting to go. Like, yeah. Every Friday, there's always an excuse if you want one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just realized, man, a life of evangelism—you mm-hmm. just need to just do it. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, mm-hmm. God doesn't use the eloquent speaker, or Mm -hmm. the wealthy, or Mm -hmm. whatever skill or possessions they might have, God uses the person that just says, yes, here I am, send me, Mm -hmm. and just goes, even though they might be awkward, they might be, like, not well-equipped, not have the knowledge, biblical Mm -hmm. knowledge, people that just go with Mm -hmm. prayer, God uses those people, and Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. what I learned about myself that, yeah. man, if I just fall into that trap of, mm-hmm. hey, if I have a legitimate excuse, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go. Um, <laughs> oh, my and the, my flesh always tells me like, why don't you just rest? Yeah, Just rest at home. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's those who are mm-hmm. like childlike yeah. say yes. That's good. Yeah.
0: That's really good. Um, okay. What about you, Carol? What have you learned about yourself? or? About God since you started, Leverage?
2: I've definitely learned the more I pray about being open mm-hmm. to new friendships or just stop slowing down mm-hmm. and opening my eyes and seeing who God brings to me, mm-hmm. the more opportunities there are. Mm-hmm. You know, if I pray before yeah. I go to Walmart yeah. and say, God, if you've got someone you want me to share Christ with, or yeah. even just mm-hmm. you know, just hint, just give them something, yeah, then He brings someone. Um, mm-hmm. So. And the other thing is, you know, there's not always time for a 15-minute or 45-minute conversation. Mm -hmm. I carry tools with me to make it easier. (laughs) I carry tracks. And one of my favorite things that Mm -hmm. I carry um, is just uh, the website of Mm -hmm. the Jesus film, um, which is... Um, and my favorite thing that they produce is the Magdalena film because Mm. it starts with Adam and Eve and starts with Mm. the problem Mm -hmm. before it points to the solution in Mm -hmm. Jesus and it's available in almost every language in the world Mm -hmm. so I can give them that website and they can go select their language and hear the gospel
0: yeah that's really great um I guess uh maybe this last one is for Juge. uh how can someone get involved in local outreach here in our city you're on our you know, helping serve on our missions team right now. Uh, where would you point somebody uh, that was interested in saying, hey, ah, you convinced me, like I need to step up and start reaching people right here in my community. Uh, where would you encourage somebody to start?
1: So at least twice a year, yeah. or probably more now, <laughs> we will have reach weekends, okay. which each weekend we'll be targeting a specific religious background Mm -hmm. or cultural heritage Mm -hmm. and yeah we'll be learning about them and Mm -hmm. then we'll be sharing the gospel with them as a church so it's like a local mission trip yeah so right here recently we did one with Mm -hmm. students in uta and one other one was around our gpc campus yeah and so yeah that's one of the options that you guys have and another one is World Relief is a refugee yeah. um, nonprofit, mm-hmm. And so they have this thing called Good Neighbor Teams. Hmm. Okay. And they provide the training mm-hmm. and they just need five to 15 like-minded believers, mm-hmm. like a community group yeah. <laughs> that want to learn and be mm-hmm. trained. Mm-hmm. And you get assigned a family mm-hmm. that's coming from overseas. So even mm-hmm. before they're here, you can yeah. pray for them you can m- maybe greet them at mm. the airport yeah. and help them get acclimated mm-hmm. with making an id card or yeah. making a bank account and just being a good neighbor yeah. uh, to them so awesome we have more options. If you want to learn more, you <laughs> could always reach out. To the, yeah, the awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us today and just sharing your experience and your passions and just what God has called you to do. Thank you for being so faithful, just to reach out to people in our community. And I hope that this episode encourages more people to say yes to evangelism, to reaching their neighbors. And so, thank you for your time. Just you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Thank you for tuning in. We have one more episode for you in this season. It's actually a bonus episode. So this was the last episode of our sending series. We've got a bonus episode for you coming a little bit later, just about the end times. So that'll be really interesting. So make sure you check that out. If you have any questions about things that we talked about today, I'm going to link all of the resources in the show notes below. I'll link um, an email address if you are interested interested in just contacting our missions team, they would love to help you step into local outreach. So thank you for joining us and make sure you tune in to our bonus episode coming up next. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Let us know if you have any questions or feedback from today's episode by going to fielder.org slash podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. That helps this message reach more people in our community because it's our hope this podcast will equip you and many others to live as a follower of Christ outside the walls of the church.